because we live in a Puritan police state, we are obliged to inform you that we may sometimes use explicit language. Now that you've been informed, <laughs> things are about to get weird. Welcome to what I had heard was, I am Jennifer. And I'm Anna. And today we are going to talk about goth and horror nerds. Anna, tell them who we have as a guest. We are super lucky, and I, I can't do the creepy voice. I'm sorry. I just, it, it's something You're such I can't. a nerd. Well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Meh. Uh, I'm not that cool of a nerd, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, but today we have with us, we're super lucky to have uh, Eric Teague with us. He is our self-proclaimed expert in all things horror and goth. And uh, so, yeah, Eric, why don't you uh, tell the folks what your qualifications are for being our self-proclaimed expert? <laughs> well, hi, everyone. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I'm Eric Teague, and... In the times before, I was a costume designer in the opera world, but really, I'm just a super goth nerd, and that's kind of where all of this comes from. That's awesome. Uh, which I super appreciate, because we met working at uh, Glimmer Glass Festival, and yeah. uh, the, the, your aesthetic, your design, your attention to detail, all of those things are just absolutely beautiful. And oh, thanks. That, oh, completely. No, it's very, uh, very well deserved. Um, and yeah, so I was super sad that I had to bow out and missed your uh, cutting little vixen uh, design. Um, but the the pictures and the reviews were amazing. You know, I was sad that we didn't get to do that one together. But I am happy that we got to do some bohem craziness together. And your work is great too. So, and you're also just fun to work with. So know that. Keep that in your hat. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I like you sometimes. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that as well. <laughs> isn't isn't that a weird thing with sisters? I'm an only child, so I've only ever seen these things in the wild. No, she's my favorite. She's one of my favorite awesome. people in the whole world. I love her so much. <laughs> she has other sisters, so that's actually speaking highly. <laughs> Oh, you got choices. Wow. <laughs> Even with the options. Exactly. <laughs> Lovely. So what what is it about uh, goth culture, being goth, that has, excites you? Oh, man. Um, this is such an expansive question. Um, well, I've, I've always been uh, a literature nerd, so I have been deeply in love with Edgar Allan Poe since I saw a, a picture book version of the Raven as a kid. Um, oh, definitely. You can't, I mean, you can't talk about goth without talking about Edgar Allan Poe. Oh yeah. He, he is the granddaddy of goth. I would also say that Mary Shelley is the grandmama of goth since and, she came uh, before him. Um, you know, she came before him by like a lot of years. Oh, totally. Um, like, didn't she kind of just create her own genre? Yep. She, she totally did. She, she simultaneously created science fiction and horror in one fell swoop with Frankenstein. And she's and, a woman. And she's a lady, yeah. you know? Um, so I, I have always loved those stories deeply, deeply, deeply. And then um, horror movies, of course, particularly the, the, from the silent era to about the mid-40s, I loved seeing those on TV as a kid. What was your favorite? Would, the Phantom of the Opera. Oh. 19, 1925, Lon Chaney, silent movie. What eight-year-old knows a silent movie? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we did. Yeah, we our, uh, our dad uh, raised us on some weird movies as well. And so we watched, uh, I remember watching Nosferatu. Um, yeah. That we rented from the library. So I guess borrowed from the library mm -hmm. on right. our VHS stole from the library and never took back to the library well no no we returned it he was really good about that we had a projector <laughs> that they project onto the door yeah we oh. did reel to reel sometimes yep yeah that's cool <laughs> that, that happened quite a bit i totally forgot about that until just a minute ago yeah that's amazing okay i knew i liked you anna but now now i know <laughs> i know it's for real steeds was a man 
unmatched. <laughs> he was a man among men's. Aw, oh, Steeds. Steeds medallion. Fantastic. We we gave our we gave our dad his own persona. I'm seeing it in my mind's eye in like a cameo with, with gilt edges and you know, sparkling. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And yeah, it's like one of those things that you find at the back of a desk. And you see this, and you're like, what is this? And you have to go on the quest to find out the answers as to who this person was. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's going to take you on an Indiana Jones journey. You will not be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) So what is goth culture? What is considered goth culture? Well, I think modern goth culture is a conglomeration of music and literature and film that have and fashion that have all sort of morphed into several different entities because there are many sub genres of goth beyond just the big black umbrella that we all ascribe to but it all really stems from a love of the macabre and i think an honesty about the fact that life is not it's not rainbows and and puppies and roses all the time um so i i have always found a lot of comfort in talking about dark subjects with other people and it's it's not a a traumatic thing for everyone you know we sort of get out our negative feelings and then move on with things i've also shit i forgot what i was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) well i think it's very fitting that you know, uh, the Victorian era was very intrigued with life after death, with death, with um, the uh, the possibilities of what's after life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they started yeah. seances and um, just, you know, the, the funny thing is in our modern culture, uh, we don't talk about death. You know, yeah. it's a scary thing. It's something to be feared. You know, everybody takes all these um, lotions and serums and and vitamins and whatever to try to avoid these kind of things at all cost. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's a part of life, you know, and it's it's a part of all, all of our existence and being. And so to be a healthy person, I think you need to have a grasp of what happens afterwards as well as what's going on right now. Um, yeah, th- yeah, that's that's very well said. I, the balance of the two things is important. Um, there's a movement going on now, uh, started with the Order of the Good Death, which was started by um, a mortician. Her name is Caitlin Doty, and she's incredible. If you want to know more about the death-positive movement, which is, again, a more honest approach to death and the practices that we we do to uh, to commemorate our dead but also to just heal from it and move on um she's an excellent source and she's written several books and she has a youtube series that i dearly dearly love called ask a mortician nice well yeah definitely gonna have to check that out and then ask her some questions yeah, I I don't know her personally, but I'm an enormous fan. I've heard that we um, the people become um, obsessed with the you know the darker side because you can reach out and touch it, but it's still safe. You know, you can get your feelings out and you can get close to very dark things that seem dangerous, but you're not actually in danger. Kind of like roller coasters. Well, I mean, you can't fly off a roller coaster. <laughs> well, it's so true. not so much. Well, true, but also, I mean, you know, you burn a bunch of candles, you, you know, you could asphyxiate from whatever you're burning off of them or light your house on fire, so. Asphyxiate? Yeah, that's a word, right? It, it is a word. I just feel like it's unlikely to occur. Oh, well, so is also flying <laughs> off a roller coaster. Carbon monoxide is the silent killer. From candles? <laughs> See? <laughs> How many people you know have died from carbon monoxide from candles? No, but people die from house fires from candles. That's true. I've caught my curtains on fire before. See? Then why are you acting like I'm crazy pants? Because I can. Oh, shut up. <laughs> there you go. How's that sisterly love going for That's you? That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it also turned into a thousand ways to die. 
Oh, have you seen that movie? No, was it a movie? Yeah, there's a, a, a Seth MacFarlane made a movie like Ten Thousand Ways to Die in the West or something. Oh, oh no, yeah. I didn't see that. But there was a, a awful TV show. It was on so bad. The Spike Network of all things. Um, right. That was about all the different ways that you could die, and that was one of my favorite hate watches. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, there's probably a reason I forgot about it. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Um, so, wait, it's your favorite hate watch? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, all right, so I'm a costume designer, and a bad reenactment with a terrible costume in it is just the fastest way to get me standing, screaming at the TV. Like, I think normal people might do at a football game. What? Oh, right. <laughs> Cheering and rooting? No, just like, like criticizing. <laughs> like, oh, like yelling why, at the ref like... That? Why the hell would you do that? That's awful. <laughs> Nobody would have had that at that time period. Why? What costume stocks did you raid to get that from a community college? Armchair quarterback. <laughs> so yeah, wait, totally. so, so what do you think about... Uh, have you watched Drunk History? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Drunk History is not playing like they're they're not trying to be any kind of accurate representation so i love drunk history because of that even though they got their stupid paper party city hats <laughs> no it's yeah it's a props person every now and then i'm like oh i see what you did there with duct tape all right <laughs> yes. okay absolutely all right but it sort of reflects the same theme of uh inaccuracy <laughs> that you get from your sources on drunk history. That's and that fair. makes it great. That's fair. If you don't try, then nobody expects much from you. Words to live exactly. by. Exactly. <laughs> it's a bit. <laughs> we started this whole season on nerds, right? Because they're the folks mm-hmm. on the fringe who have a huge passion for something. But we're finding that within the last, you know, decade or so, that nerds are actually becoming more mainstream, that it's cool to be a nerd. That it's cool to do these things. That, you know, um, you can you can find you know stuff in uh, you can find a Hallmark card for this kind of stuff now. <laughs> you know that uh, it's in Target and Walmart and whatnot. You know, so the fact that you know being goth isn't quite as edgy as it used to be, as abnormal. Um, uh, so yeah. I, I- you go, you go, you go. No, you go. It's fine. <laughs> I can't go because I don't know anything, guys. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? You have all kind of beautiful decor around the house, uh, even when it's not Halloween. What I can get away with, yeah. Oh, tell me about your decor. That's just, you know, crows, ravens, um, plague masks. I kind of love it. Yeah, yeah. she's got candelabras, and, uh, you know, like right now there's a, a candle sitting in front of us that has, you know, white roses and red hearts and skulls. And, and it smells terrible. It smells like death, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we lit it once. Yeah, I don't think that's what the as company was going for, but. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get with the Pandora's box that is a scented candle, that's for sure. <laughs> Especially corpse candle. I should have smelled it, I think, probably. It came from Big Lots, guys. So. Oh, right, so, right, right. so it smells like Big Lots, is what we're saying. <laughs> Maybe. They've gotten a little yeah. hoity toity lately. I don't know if you've noticed, but. I haven't been to an actual store in quite a long time, so I wouldn't know. Good for you. Um, I do not blame you. <laughs> now, you is know, that... we're doing what we can. Stay strong. <laughs> It's difficult. It's Halloween season. It's hard. Yeah, so how <laughs> how has this uh, changed your regular modus operandi? Well, um, since there's no theater to be done, um, we have turned all of our work, because my wife and I work together. I'm a costume designer, and she's a costume technician, which means I do all the research and draw the pretty picture and come up with the idea, and she does all the physics and math and makes it a real three-dimensional wearable garment. That's very cool. She's awesome. Um, and she's crazy talented and I'm not biased in the least. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, but, 
the the pictures on your site of the the stuff that the two of you produce is speaks volumes for itself. So, uh, well, thanks. And I always think, honestly, like I think I think uh, creating costumes and and garments, uh, especially hats, um, all of that stuff is pure magic as far as I'm concerned. Because you know, it's like I know it can be done, and I know that there's a science to it, but I sure couldn't tell you. It's amazing. The clothes are just, yeah. If I could do that, I would make very extravagant dresses, I believe. I believe you. At least I'd start well, on some. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't worry. We have that problem, too, um, which is why making things for ourselves is sometimes a challenge. But we do make extravagant things for clients. And we've been really lucky that we've had a lot of um, cosplay and historical reenactment clients who were undaunted by the pandemic and used this as their prep time for anticipation of when we can get together wearing silly hats again. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so we've we've still been busy, which is really lovely, and we deeply appreciate that. Very good. It's just for a... Uh, uh, a well, it's still a public crowd, right? Because... Uh, folks buy this stuff to go to cosplay events and reenactment and events and stuff. So, so you'll Correct. still get an audience just in a different, uh, different setting. Absolutely. And it, the audience will be on Instagram for a while and that'll be okay. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll model anything you would like us to model, you know, cause <laughs> we want to help. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> So with Instagram and stuff, you know, the and it being the season of horror movies and scary things and Halloween and um, you know Sawain, whichever, whatever it is that folks believe in practice, um, when the veil between heaven and earth is the thinnest, uh, how do you how do you feel about this stuff becoming more uh, mainstream and accessible? Um, you know, if it means that some high school kid does not get the shit kicked out of him every day because he likes black painted nails, I think that's a great thing. Preach. You know, like when I was in high school, I, I started wearing exclusively black clothes in fifth grade. Okay. Like this, this was not a phase. <laughs> it's not a phase, mom. It's a lifestyle. She, uh, when I see my mom, she uh, she still tries to, to wipe off the tattoos on my arms, you know. <laughs> uh, so she's she's in a, a little bit of denial about how long this has lasted, I think. Aww. <laughs> um, but I, I was definitely that kid that was super nerdy and weird and absolutely got picked on because that is the order of things. Um, but I think in a more modern scenario where that's not really looked on as in too much of an aberration. It's just another way that people are. I think that that's great. Well said. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I've noticed that like in, uh, in, in life, you know, uh, people find their, their tribe, you know, uh, totally. your friends, your family, uh, people online, uh, mm -hmm. through social media and so you find the folks who appreciate your weird you right. know yeah yeah and you, you find the people who can deal with your crazy and to the point where it's like yay you know that you're helping each other out and supporting and loving each other and when you're in school it's harder to find your group of weird because you're limited to you know 30 people in a class or whatever you know, so it's 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 all based kind of on location, you know. Right. Yeah. Technology yeah, has has opened up a lot of doors to help people find other people interested in the same thing. No matter what you're interested in, there is somebody out there. Totally. The same thing. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because there are so many resources out there for people with shared aesthetics. Yeah. Now, now it took me a long time to realize that an appreciation of a similar aesthetic does not a best friend make. Mm -hmm. Very true. But, that is also true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you can appreciate something, but not agree on the same things 
politically or spiritually or whatever. Um, I mean, always play nice. Don't be a dick. That's kind of my rule to live by. But um, I think it's awesome that there are so many more avenues that people can pursue things that they enjoy through. Oh, yeah, and you can find things. It's not like you try something, it doesn't work out, and you're like, oh, well, I can't try anything else. There's nothing else to try. There's right. hundreds, thousands of things you could do. Yeah. And totally. I, I have also found it's okay to change your mind. Oh, yeah. I yeah. do that occasionally. Yeah. yeah, you know, you think, you know, you're, you're so set in one, one mindset on a specific topic. It's okay to learn more, experience more, whatever, and change your mind and try something else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cher does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I figure if it's good enough for Cher, why not reinvent? Yeah, I mean, talk about a long-standing career. Gotta be jealous of that. <laughs> I'm just mad. Ab- I'm just mad about the fact that she looks so good now, and like she looks better now than when I did when I was 20. You know? It's like, it's yeah. Like, you know, I mean, that's kind of her job, and she pays a lot of people, and, you know, she puts the work in where I do not. She's, prob- do- <laughs> she's probably holding a plastic surgeon hostage, though. Oh, yeah, she's got a fleet of them. Yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> Each day. <laughs> yeah. Pull it a little tighter. But, <laughs> what's right. it- but not hating at all. Oh, no. Good on no. her. Like, she's put in yeah. the work. You know, you enjoy all of that. Oh, yeah. All of it. Yeah, I'm not get sitting it in where the gym. You can get it. <laughs> I'm just over here looking like a little hobo, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> we are who we are. I have my bindle. <laughs> I have my tin can, and I'm good. You got your beans? <laughs> oh, I ate those. Beans. Beans for my family. <laughs> Get them beans. <laughs> mm-hmm. Birds. <laughs> I just want to let you know that a can of soup will not fit in your jeans pocket. Lies, it does. Your pants must be bigger than mine. Well, hey. Dang. <laughs> I think she. This is so much really shitty. <laughs> either you just called me fat, or I'm wearing like some Jinkos that have like the huge no, pocket. You, I think she just means that you have an expansive pocket. Yeah, in you, that s- jean. you said you're going to fit a whole can of soup. It's true. Soup for your family? <laughs> yeah, no. Mine will barely fit my phone, but that's also because I want them painted on. That's true. See? Life choices. Yeah. Yeah, life choices. <laughs> My pants don't fit because I'm fat. That's really the only... No decisions other than eating shit I shouldn't eat. So moving on. <laughs> oh, also, yeah, we always end up talking about food. Because, right? you know, I think it's just kind of what we do. Black makes you look slender or slimmer. <laughs> That's always been my angle. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. So just out of curiosity, <clears throat> what yeah. does... Uh, What's your favorite Halloween candy? Oh, I, I, I like the Reese's cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Got to get no, that peanut butter cup. Is it, now, is it the regular size Reese's cup or the little mini bite size Reese's cup? Or the pumpkin. Or the pumpkin. Uh, my wife loves the pumpkin shaped one. Uh-huh. I will take either regular size or mini, but they must be stone cold. Mm-hmm. Directly from the fridge, like like break a tooth cold. Yeah, yeah. Word. Otherwise, I'm not interested. (laughs) He wants none of it, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I will not take a lukewarm candy. No, thank you. (laughs) No, no pocket chocolate for Eric. That's not (laughs) none. (laughs) That's fair. I don't want your weird body heat heated chocolate goo. No, thank you. Just refreeze it. Lick it off the plastic. I think that's how you're meant to eat it. I mean, wow. I, I'll I'll lick a wrapper, but but I'm above licking wrappers. Oh, I, I am not above that. But I I agree. I like my I like my chocolate cold. So, yeah, ball. it's solidified. It's in its perfect form. How how it was intended. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Jennifer, do you have a uh, favorite Halloween candy? Uh, no, probably Reese's. Like the pieces? Yes. Oh, God, those are good, too. No, probably like the pumpkin. See, now, out of the three, out of the three Reese's Cup options, I prefer the miniature ones. Yeah. Because I feel like it has a larger chocolate to peanut butter ratio. I agree. 
and mm-hmm. and the uh, whereas the the Reese cup is the original, mm-hmm. yes. and then the pumpkin has more peanut butter to chocolate. Correct. That's why I yes. like the pumpkin. So, I uh, I have a chocolate tooth, <laughs> so I like the little ones a little better. But I would. It's not like if anybody was like, "Oh, here, here's a Reese pumpkin." I'm not gonna be like, "Away with you." I I don't want to get too political, but I have a question for both of you. Um, How many Uh times has your Halloween candy been poisoned? (laughs) Exactly none times. Zero times. Zero times. It's not real. Zero times. And and, uh, in fact, nobody has ever been fucking poisoned with their Halloween candy, assholes. Yeah, correct. I think that's one of those things the parents say so that they can eat our candy. Probably, but this just come get your kids' candy x-rayed. What the fuck are you putting out all this stuff for? Right, now you just nuked my candy. Now it's all pocket exactly. warm. Yeah. Exactly, and it's useless to anybody. Now you're killing our yeah. children, poisoning their candy. Oh, wait, but what if it's like they're radiating it, right? Yeah. And then you get superpowers from it. Well, okay, but have you I ever mean, gotten superpowers from your... Well, hell, I I grew up in the shadow of Georgia Power. I mean, I probably glow in the dark. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, how would you know? Because it's dark out, right? Your eyes That's are closed. That's right. That's right. And I think it, it it would explain a few things. See, we grew up under power lines as well, so. Mm. I mean, it's really good that you've got all those plague doctor masks, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'll protect me. Right. Shove some herbs in the nose. Good to go. Right. I'm, I feel like I'll be safe. That's what I do with, like, I stick a little sage up each nostril, and then I go to Kroger. <laughs> and then I make sure to walk around with my mouth open. So. Yeah, like literally into the clouds of respiratory droplet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I just try to look at the air, so hopefully I'll get it. Yeah. I walk up to people and start licking the air near them. You're like a baleen whale. You're just sifting it all through. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get some kelp. <laughs> Give me some krill. <laughs> it's funny you should mention going to the, the grocery store, because on the rare occasion that that does happen for me, um, I do wear one of my weird masks because if there's a mask mandate, I'm absolutely going to make it fun. Yeah, you are. Yep. So do you have, so, you should do like a blog or something of like, you know, trips to the store. Yeah. <laughs> or you could send us a picture of this and we can put it on the front page of our website. Hey. Totally. I can absolutely do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Edgar Allan Poe as a yep. driving influence. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, we did a little research, um, you know, and there was a, a, a big, uh, anti-punk, um, kind of movement back in the seventies, which kind of started the whole goth thing. Yeah. It was, it was kind yeah. of like a little offshoot of that. Yeah. I, I think goth popular music definitely came directly from punk and uh, you can see in some film footage of the Sex Pistols, there was a really horrible interview on uh, this British talk show, and one of the ambient punks in the the scene that they had clustered was Susie Sue, who went on to be the lead singer of Susie and the Banshees. Yes. And she pretty much codified the goth girl look. And so... Goth is just the next step from punk. It has. Yeah. Not mature. What's the word I'm looking for? Evolved? Evolved. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, an, an evolution of punk. It's a little more introspective and a little more um, macabre. It's... But again, there's, there's lots of subcultures under, under the goth subheading. Like, there's the more psychobilly-inspired Gothabilly, which I really like because it has all of the uh, movie monster themes and a really great psychobilly beat and uh, lots of really tall hair, and I love that. (laughs) And banjos. Uh, There's not so many banjos in strict Gothabilly, but there is in Dark Folk. 
There you go. Which I love. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. <laughs> I Sing mean, me a murder ballad. <laughs> so we've got music. We've got literature. There's tons of movies. Um, television shows. Uh, comedians. There's goth comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget his last name, but his first name's Noel. He's on the Great British Baking Show now, which is hysterical. Um, Did you ever see uh, uh, the IT crowd? Oh, yes, absolutely. That was so good. The guy they kept in the closet? Yeah, Richmond. Richmond, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that guy, uh, his first name's Noel. And he's a comedian, and he's now on the Great British Baking Show. (laughs) Yes, that's right, he is. Yes, yes, yes. He, He was also on the Mighty Boosh. Yes. Looking very glam. Very. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Uh, so, yeah. So, we've got all these different uh, uh, influences, offshoots, versions of, uh, adaptations. Uh, so, even within this, you can find your own special niche. Totally. And the thing that ties everybody together... What do you think is the strongest thing that ties everybody together in this? Hmm. Black and white is definitely, I, I think, key. <laughs> yeah, the the aesthetic certainly is the the most noticeable thing that unifies everyone. But I really think that it's a um, a fascination with the macabre and morbid stuff. And just an, an interest in weird shit and embracing weirdness as beauty. I agree. Yeah. Which then makes it absolute true, so. Exactly. <laughs> because you agree? Yes. <laughs> I have decreed. <laughs> Make it so. So let it be done. <laughs> so the uh, the love of death is a part of life? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know, to me it seems like it's just not, it's accepting that death is coming. You know, just making, accepting that that was part of life Mm -hmm. and not be fearful of it or. Sure. Just, it's the opposite of what society tells us. Oh, definitely. You know. Yeah. it's, It's a little more direct. It's a little more honest in its acknowledgement of we're all going to bite it one day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lovely. Lovely the way you put that. Right. Do you have a lot of weird theater stuff that needs a new home and you prefer it doesn't just go into the dumpster? Reset likes the weird stuff. With ResetYourSet.com, you can find listings to buy, sell, and rent items that folks in the industry will truly appreciate. Go find them on Instagram, Facebook, at Reset Your Set, and check out the site that offers so much more. ResetYourSet.com What advice do you have for people who may not be finding acceptance, who are in the goth culture? What advice do you have for them? Ah, 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 ah. Um, well, I, I often find that in the culture like this, it's, it's hard to take a bunch of naturally socially awkward people and tell them, oh, just reach out and it'll be fine. You'll make friends. Right. Because that's kind of anathema to everything that we feel. Um, Or at least it is to how I feel. And I'm a lot more outgoing than a lot of my um, shared aesthetic compatriots. Um, So I think doing things on the safety of a screen is very helpful. Mm-hmm. So get on Instagram and look at goth fashion personalities that you like. And if you really love their work, drop them a line. The worst that they can do is ignore your message. And that sucks, but you can move on. Right. There's always another one. Yeah. And the thing that I would implore of the community itself is to quit being such damn gatekeepers. Right, right. The cemetery is open to everybody. Yes. 
<laughs> that yeah. I like. I like that one. Well, and that's also, uh, you know, and unfortunately that's the thing is no matter what group you're in, no matter who you are, age, ethnicity, etc., there's always haters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's always haters. Except and... for me. I mean, everybody loves me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I do. Why but... are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's always going to be some somebody to talk negative about something, some part of whatever. But yeah. listen to the hundreds of other people that are saying wonderful, positive, great things about you, as opposed to the one or two turds in the bucket. You know? Right. Don't only hear the criticism, also hear the compliments. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, RuPaul says, and I'm going to probably butcher the quote, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, He often says, anybody who puts on a full face of makeup and a wig and walks down the street is my hero. And that can be applied to goth culture as well. Because our, a lot of the different versions have very jarring aesthetics, especially if you're going to walk around in full corpse paint and wig all day and, and contacts and fangs, you know? Sure. Um, so it takes an immense amount of balls to do that. And I, I think that that's great. Anyone who wants to turn themselves into walking art, I'm down for. I saw, um, Something on Reddit, it was a post criticizing a girl who was in, you know, full costume, uh, gothic costume there. And it was amazing. And I clicked on the comments, figuring I was going to be disappointed in humanity yet again. And it wasn't. It, they were all saying, she looks great. She's beautiful. What the hell's wrong with you? You know, why are you taking a picture of this girl violating her privacy and putting it on the Internet, you asshole? So, yes. Yeah, I was amazing. like. Amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. That made my day. That's so good to hear. Good oh, job, Reddit. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. This one time. This one time. Good job, Reddit. Yeah. I one mean, time. you guys are garbage. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> is there anybody who you feel has influenced you very strongly in your work? Yes, absolutely. Um this is a costume designer that I have long admired for her work in Tim Burton's early films. Her name is Colleen Atwood, and I adore her work. I think she's a really inspiring costume designer, and her 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 sense of texture and movement and just general moodiness has all of the edges of goth in it in a very elegant way. Yeah, she's her work is really really cool. And again, I don't know her personally, but I I really admire her work. Has she done other things uh, without Tim Burton? She has. Uh, the The first thing that comes to mind is she did the Into the Woods film adaptation. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. So, so all of those really lush, highly textured, beautiful clothes that was her design. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic times two. Yeah, and if you look at her IMDb page, it's it's just peppered with classics. So I enjoy going down that rabbit hole. Can you compare to your IMDb page, Anna? <laughs> what, me? Oh, no. This no, is my can... favorite thing. I love telling this story. <laughs> I, I have... One credit on an IMDb, on IMDb, and it's I actually did makeup for a uh, zombie film back in high school. <laughs> oh, I thought that was the wrong one. Well, then there because this was uh, there's another girl with my name uh, in Germany who is a screenwriter. So throughout the course of the years, our two forces combined have merged. So now she has a credit for doing makeup in a zombie film and I have a screenplay credit. So <laughs> Nice. Uh, so there you go. So, yeah, you'll hear that story again, listeners, because I enjoy it. It's true. <laughs> I don't have any credits, I don't think. I haven't done anything. You could just be like, oh, you're awesome, so we're going to give you 
It's like a star on the walkway. <laughs> I, I, well, you can I mean, you, people buy those, so you can just... Yeah, you buy that shit. Yeah, you have to pay for it. Look how awesome I am, because I paid for those. Okay. Yeah, you could get a little Oscar statue. Yeah. See, I'll Paint keep... it black. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I've, I've won the goth Oscars. <laughs> the goth Oscars, if you will. <laughs> Put little bat wings on it. Amazing. See, now we got a thing. Now this has got to, yeah. we're going to have to trademark this or something. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Patent pending. <laughs> so you were saying you've been working on uh, uh, costumes and other pieces for clients. Uh, do you have anything exciting you're currently doing? Well, Halloween season is always a big deal to mask makers, especially in the current climate. So I've made a whole bunch of art masks and practical COVID masks that are on sale at my Etsy shop, Oppergeist, which is O-P-E-R-G-E-I-S-T. And it's German words meaning opera ghost smushed together because I'm a giant nerd, as we have already established in this episode. And we will have a link to uh, your page on our website. Yeah, hopefully, Thanks. hopefully there'll be a lot more sold stickers. Uh, Let let's hope, let's hope. <laughs> I, I sold two this morning, so I'm very happy to get more out of my house. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. So, have people been asking for anything specific, or you know? Uh, you know, I get I get all kinds of weird requests. Everything from, I want a giant moving jaw LED eyeball snake head. Um to a pair of skeleton gauntlets, to just all manner of things. And I love that none of that is, like, out of the norm for you. You're kind of like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, I can do that. Of course. Giant eyeball, sure. Why yeah, wouldn't I'll I figure, do that? Yeah, why not? I'll figure it out. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I mean, it's same deal with, with you making a giant Cyclops blink. And I made a huge... Cyclops puppet for a show that I designed for a, a children's opera, and uh, you know it was just casual. I'm gonna make this giant eyeball, blinkable, wearable by a performer, <laughs> with two huge foam hands that can grab people and shove them into a gaping maw. Yeah, yeah she's casual. pretty amazing. <laughs> well, I I can make things work, but it's the vision that I lack. So. Have, being able to work with designers makes my job a lot easier. So, symbiotic relationship. Exactly. I'm that li- <laughs> I'm that little sucker fish on the back of a shark, which <laughs> is taking a ride. Yeah, take make sure they're they're they're, they're healthy and keep going. That's what I can do. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. You'll always be my hero. <laughs> I'll always be your sucker fish. <laughs> You'll always be my sucker fish. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that needs a song. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, don't, okay. don't start. All right. Uh, it was, I was so she, close. She, was, she almost started singing. We don't, <laughs> I guess if you really want to hear me sing, just listen to last season. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... No, that was me. You made me sing. I know. You turd. I did. <laughs> <laughs> There's that sisterly love. There, there it is. is. There it is. That's uh, what I've seen in the wild. <laughs> As seen on TV. Yeah. I mean, my my wife and I are both only children. Um, so we definitely Jacques Cousteau in on our, our friends' relationships with their siblings. <laughs> nice. You just kind of like po- pose behind the ottoman like, oh, let's see what happens now. Yeah, that's right. Let, let's that's right. shit. She hit her. <laughs> let's just give one a present. And see what happens. Go. <laughs> we're, we're both in black lab coats, taking notes. Yeah, you go, and then you say to one, "Yeah, huh? Did you put on a little bit of weight?" <laughs> oh yeah, that'll go over well. That's a good one. We'll 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 give you a list of things to like spur a little like you know animosity. Yeah. Not oh, enough excellent. to like actually provide blood or anything, but sure. Small Just jabs. Sowing, sowing the seeds of dissent. Exactly. Yes. We will help you sow some seeds. So many seeds. (laughs) All the seeds. Excellent. I appreciate that. (laughs) 
All right, so we're starting this new thing with our final question. Yeah. Uh, I figured it works for other shows. Why not? We'll do it too. We like to join in and be just like everyone else. Can't you tell? (laughs) Be original. Get a tattoo. And <laughs> oh, boo! <laughs> Dear listeners, what you don't know is I am covered in tattoos. So are we. Yeah, we are too. <laughs> Lovely. We also will be unveiling a special tattoo surprise this season. <gasps> tattoo surprise? Tune in. Da, da, da. Okay. <laughs> my heart is in my throat. I'm holding my breath a little bit. You're going to die because it's not coming out anytime soon. No, don't. Oh, okay. d- d- well, uh, as we have learned, we're all going to die, and that's part of life. So Yeah, yeah that's true. That's, that's, true. that's true. But if you die right now, it would be um, inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've got a small dog to take care of. Don't want to leave a... Well, if I left a hot widow, that might be okay. <laughs> You're going to leave a hot widow and a dog? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And a letter, dear next husband. <laughs> Here's my letter W. Congrats, Eric. To my successor. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just had this vision of you with like a monocle riding that in a, in a oh, vest. I heard Colonel please, Sanders. Please, do, uh, well, you know, I'm from Georgia, so the Southern Gothic is strong with us. Um, Please, do I have a prescription pince-nez that I wear? Yes, you yes, do. I absolutely do. Because, again, have, nerd. Do you have a character that's an old Southern man? I, I mean, that's just kind of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, my accent just it, it shows up um, usually for comedy purposes or if I'm speaking to somebody who is even tangentially near the region of my birth. That makes sense. Yeah, it just pops out. It's like a magnet. Yeah, and yeah, it, kind of. It's drawn. It's drawn to, you're like, oh, Southern. Oh, here we are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or or if I'm shit-canned drunk, then, then it's... There it is. There's yeah. the yeah. truth. Yeah, all redneck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then... Wait, do they have a country goth? Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. dark folk definitely encompasses that. Um, um, he was talking and, about rockabilly. Yeah, yeah goth, but I'm goth, thinking goth, more. Gothabilly does for sure. Okay, I accept. Yeah. <laughs> accept your terms. <laughs> Excellent. Glad <laughs> to hear it. <laughs> I feel like this has almost been too exciting to even give to our listeners, but I guess we're going to do it. Our final question. What is your guilty pleasure? Mm. Well, uh, a couple of months ago, it was Tiger King for sure. Yes. Um, which feels like 10 years ago now. Um, so, so, but... so Carol Baskin... Did she do it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I'm really hoping that there will be a reveal on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> that an indictment comes through and then just, like, led away from the ballroom in chains. She's already kicked be... off of it, though. Oh, is she? Yeah. Wow. See, I didn't keep up with that guilty pleasure. <laughs> she, uh, Clearly. She, she, she danced to the Lion King's. Do you feel the love tonight? Oh, and then got kicked off. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, well I'm gonna have to view that and then stab my eyeballs out, I guess. Who's the who's the guy I was showing you the song from? He wrote a song about uh, her. About Carol Baskin? Yeah. I don't know. What's the guy's name? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, but what's your guilty pleasure? Other than Lion King. Uh, other than, other oh, than, other than Tiger, Tiger King. Tiger King. Um, well, recently, because uh, we have, my wife and I haven't been in the brain space to watch anything of merit, you know, like, we can't watch a TV show that makes us think too much right now, because then it's just, <laughs> right. let's hop on that depression train that I'm 
always so close to getting on all the time. Choo choo. Um, exactly. Choo boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my guilty pleasure right now is watching <laughs> old episodes of Ink Master on YouTube. Oh, nice. Yes. Because it's horrible. I'm always so disappointed by the people they take off and some of the people that are on there in general. Yeah. Like, how did you get... All right. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. The, 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 their subject matter that they get tattooed and just the people and then some of the skills, you're just like, what? Why is, why did you allow this? Some guy was getting his whole head tattooed. I mean, do what you want. If that makes you happy, that's fantastic. But you, you should... They should be done well. It should not yeah. be a show, is my... If, exactly. If I'm wearing it on my head for my life, I'm going to do the research on the the artist that's going to apply that indelible mark forever, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be on television, and it sure as hell is not going to get judged by a whole bunch of yokels on a, a judging panel. Right. Yeah. Beauty no, is no, no, in no. the... Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So if you like it, then have it's, at it. I'm sorry. You, that's inaccurate. Beauty is in the eye of the beer holder. Oh, is that yeah. how it? Yes. Yeah. Oh. That is a true statement. True oh. statement. Thank you for correcting me. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All yeah, right. So I, I yell at the TV on that show a lot. I feel like you yell at a lot of television. I do. I do. I'm I'm a relatively quiet person just out in life, but you get me in front of a TV and uh, I get emboldened. <laughs> That's a, to be a fly on that wall. Watch out, world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what I had heard was we are out of time. Thank you so much, Eric, for joining us. Thanks for having me. And we will be back next week. Bye. Visit our website at wihhw.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter, see guest links and information, and some fancy extras. Also, check us out on Facebook at at What I Had Heard Was, and Instagram at What I Had Heard. And if you really want to get something off your chest, shoot us an email at whatihadheardwas at gmail.com.